welcome back, welcome back to Greenbox Gaming, plays Delta Green Impossible Landscapes. My name is Joe, I'm going to be the handler for this shit show, and I am joined by my friends Jean, playing Benedict Farthington, by Hello. Dace, playing Benji, and Brad, playing Hank. Yes, sir. And now I'm gonna roll it all over to Brad, who said he had something he wants to talk about. Wait, quick, quick it interjection. Was... Can we can we rename it to us trying to play Delta Green instead of playing Delta Green? It's not it's not Greenbox Gaming plays Delta Green. It's Greenbox it's Gaming bumbles with Delta Green. Yeah, fiddles <laughs> with Delta Green. Is gonna say Bumble bumbles gaming. through bumble? <laughs> Just blindly. Blindly reaching and stumbling through Delta Green. It's probably <laughs> better. It's probably Delta. more. Well, you know there is there is a chance that you know somebody you know listening to this is uh, gonna come up with a uh, uh, well actually um, when you're deflecting. He who, sh he who shall not yeah. be named. Yeah, his name is Steve. It's Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking Steve, man. <laughs> but yeah, Brad, so you had something really important you want to talk about? Was that what I heard? Was that... Oh, very important. Extremely important. Okay. Uh, no, two sessions ago, afterwards, uh, Days was at my house, and afterwards we got, to, um, we went to eat Mexican. I was like, this is like an interesting thought and experiment. Uh, Y'all have all seen um, True Detective, right? I have. Yeah. Um, anyone who's watching that hasn't watched it, it's great, and it has like Incredible. some Yellow King references. But it's like, I think Joe said it before. It's like on the outskirts. It's not really about that. But what if all these hallucinations, um, Rust was seeing, were actual hallucinations, and the people interrogating or investigating Rust are actual Delta Green agents? That is, that is good. What like if you the, take yeah. that angle? Like the, like Ooh. the, what are the, they're like, they're like internal affairs guys. Yeah, they're looking up the this past, uh, um, oh, case no. that they. Oh my! God. What if? That's kind of crazy. Dude, it fits. I'm gonna have. To, I'm when we sometime here in the next, you know, like few days or something. I'm gonna post on the on, uh, the Delta Green Reddit about that. Like that is. It fits, man. It fits perfectly, and like his like flashbacks aren't like uh, old uh, LSD induced, or because of that, or whatever. Right. It's like he's actually getting closer to this weird case, and that's why he's having these. He's just getting um, weird visions, dude. That's really good. Ah, uh, uh, I thought you might like that. <laughs> yeah, I know that that makes so much sense. Like in this this whole time, these. Like when he's, <laughs> and imagine from that perspective. Imagine you were playing a Delta Green game and you're interrogating a guy who's sitting yeah, in like interrogation room and making little people out of beer cans while he's talking to you. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's exactly yeah. like how what would happen like in an actual game. And you just be like, "What the fuck is wrong with this guy?" <laughs> Russ Cole is just a Delta Green NPC. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then he basically gets like escaped out of the hospital, right? Like he just like gets bounced out of there. Like ten minutes after he oh. leaves, the agents come to fucking murder him. They're like, "Where'd he go?" 
<laughs> Black bag him. Yeah. Oh, no, dude, that's really good. I mean, it's, and it kind of goes into this, you know, this whole, like, I don't know why people like conspiracy theories. Like, I don't know why they, you know, they, that kind of thing just, just, we just love to hear about that kind of thing. We love to I get think, mixed like, up. I think, like, in stuff. real, yeah, well, people that, you know, some, some, for some people it's, like, all fun and games, but I think in, like, reality, people that think it's, like, real, like, that is more comforting than, like, the idea that random shit happens you know, somewhere in their psyche, and, like, that's more uncomforting that, like, there's a, something this happened because of blah, 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 not that shit this just ha happens sometimes. This happened because you know? there's a big bad out there who yeah. is trying to do things rather than just, like, life, the universe is apathetic and uncaring, and yeah. terrible things happen all the time. <laughs> yep. It rains on the just and the unjust alike. Yeah. That's well, beautiful. Did you just come up with that? <laughs> you know me. I'm just uh Yeah. No, I can't claim that one. Uh anyway, so recap. Wait, Joe, quick check in. See the I don't know if it's just me, but the BRB screen for the Twitch is still up. It's uh it's just delay. Delayed. It's just delayed a little bit. Yeah, gotcha. It'll get there. Yeah, so uh recap. Uh, you know, the crew, Hank, uh, Benedict, and Benji have been, have been in and out of the night floors trying to figure out where Abigail Wright is, what they're going to do, you know, like trying to get to the bottom of this so that they can even begin to consider how to contain it once they understand how far it's begun to go. Um, last episode... You guys had really spent a lot of time more on the investigation side of the Delta Green game, which is you guys uh, out, you know, uh, Hank is down in the archives under the uh, U.S. Marshal's office, digging through old criminal records, finding out about this Asa Darabondi guy and these related to these murders. He managed to get this journal with these names of these 20... Uh, 20 victims, 20 children who either were dis who disappeared or were discovered dead. Um, Benedict went and met uh, with the head of the non-profit Art Life, which is this housing co-op that actually owns the McAllister building, and met uh, Cynthia Lachance, um, who, I don't know, who actually caught the yellow signs in her earrings? Who was that? That was Brad. Brad. Yeah, straight up Brad. Yeah. yeah um, if there's think it's like that in Delta Green, that deserves it. That was a such a good catch. That is a good catch. Uh, and you know what? But it was like, I was trying not, when I said, oh dude, the first time I was like, I was trying not to like, because Hank's not there, he couldn't say anything. But I really wanted John to like, Say something about it to her. I, you know what is, you know, we try to avoid the metagame situation, but that's a good catch, man. Um, yeah, I'll say so. And here's the thing: we actually we agreed a long time ago that we were gonna do like a inspiration type thing that you're gonna have inspiration or uh, oh, some a little bonus. Okay. So, Brad, write it down somewhere on your on your character sheet. I don't know where. Write it in your inventory or something. Hank uh, gets to win the game. That you Hank win. Hank is a super observant Delta Green. dude. Yay! Uh, you... 
<laughs> uh, no, that you have a, uh, that you have, uh, I don't know what we'd call it. We'll figure out something to call it. We'll just call it a bonus die for now. That you Juice. have a, you have a plus 20 to any roll. Nice. But you better juice. juice. Yeah, juice. You've got you get juice. A, you you get a green oh, Believe me, next time we have to fight a female, I'm going to use it. <laughs> next time we have to fight, you got to go use hand the hand. juice. Use the juice. Uh, so yeah, you've got one juice. And I'm not, you can't have two juice. You can't have two juices. You can only have the one juice. So you, get, you better use it. But anyway, gotcha. so yes, so they discovered that uh, Benedict had discovered that uh, Cynthia Lachance, her brother, was apparently one of these victims of Asa Darabondi, and that she received these earrings with these this strange symbol on them. Um, this strange and potentially dangerous symbol, I might add, uh, that is just hanging around on her ears. Um, and Benji, some agents are just handing out to people. Just giving them away. Well, <laughs> I guess no that's names true. It's like, what it, what that meant to me is that, I don't know. It sounded like she's an innocent bystander, but there's that obviously means there's something weird going on with art life because she just happened to work here, and it's in you know her brother was killed by the dude that you know. There's something weird going on with art life because obviously art life sent him her those earrings. For aunt, for her like, uh, family's history with that whole situation. Well, then Benji went to the, went to do what old Benji Potts does best apparently, and uh, went to the library and started digging, uh, and he discovered a good bit more about uh, Asa Darabondi, um, that he was this this weird kind of new age architect who was making these new buildings that like no one had ever seen anything quite like them that were meant to kind of, you know, that it wasn't just classical architecture, that they were meant to be, you know, artsy and thought-provoking and things like that. And he did that in Chicago before moving to York, where uh, he built a few buildings, including the McAllister building. He specifically, I think, then found this picture of uh, Asa Darabondi standing in front of a building that was uh, it said something about it being a hotel that he had lived at for a while while he was renovating it and it had the big letter B on the doors of the hotel and Benji was able to you know <laughs> it's like CSI like wait what's that in the picture uh, enhance <laughs> you know like uh, Benji was able to enhance the reflection or able to see in the reflection and basically place this, oh, he's standing actually near um, Madison Square Park because there's a reflection of the Eternal Light flagstaff in the background. Um, but then right as Benji was heading back to the uh, rendezvous point, back to you guys' safe house, tell something strange across the, across the way across the street. A record player, a gramophone, was sitting there on the bench with this record on it playing this weird weird sound um and i real quick this is gonna be probably just a tad bit jarring for you guys um but there's something i want to do for you i actually want to drop that if it will let me do it i want to drop that sound i want to drop the what you're hearing from that record actually into our discord 
uh, because this is something you I want you to have it as people so you can just listen to it while you, you clean oh, up, you know, use it as my new ringtone yeah, or it's something happy burning. it's gonna be great wake up alarm right. morning so yeah I've dropped it in the discord um just for you, just some light, easy listening. This weird, mm. staticky sound. Um, it actually, it does remind me of like some kind of like sonar, like an animal that like clicks underwater. And I'm gonna, of. and again, if you're watching on the VOD, you're watching the live stream, I'm gonna, everything's gonna be messed up for just a second as I turn our bot up because I am going to play it again. One second. It's because I want everyone. One day we'll have a, a setup that doesn't require this. just this strange sound it's over and over it's gonna top the charts <laughs> okay go back so get our our VOD correct again but anyway yes so Benji that has just happened and is so if I look at this gramophone, is does it actually have like a record that I could take? Yes, there is a record sitting on top of it. Uh, the paper at the middle that would have a label on it looks to have been scratched off or like maybe it got wet and partially came off. There's no identifying things, but uh, you could conceivably take it. Yes. What do the B-side sound like? Benji's. Just... <laughs> <laughs> in a meal. <laughs> you know, take out Jones his reference. white. Yeah, take out his uh, white that he has on him at all times. No, and yeah. You're gonna you're gonna pick it up and take it with you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's not a problem. You 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 pick up the the needle. I forget what it's called. Pick up the needle and you take the record right off. You have like a a regular, you know, I forget the the big records, not the small ones. Um, got it with you now. Um, are you gonna head back to the to the rendezvous to the safe house? Yes. Okay. Um, you guys have to Benji and Benedict have to wait a little while uh, for Hank to get done with this coffee date, apparently. Um, but eventually he shows up a little later in the evening around like probably six or seven o'clock. You guys are, are back in the old, um, you guys are back in the old safe house. Uh, well, Hank tells him everybody, everyone, everything he learned about, uh, Let's see, uh, 
Darabaldi, at least his criminal background, um, how he's about to be convicted of murdering 20-plus kids, and then he disappeared and his house burned down with a child in it. Do you tell them uh, how coffee went? Uh, and they, they ask how coffee went. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't sure. offer this information. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. I saw you at a coffee shop with the. I thought you were married, sir. Oh, no! Uh, I'm not married. Uh, but look at this. What I found in there. <laughs> Here's the book. <laughs> and he uh, shows the the book of evidence that has the actual ledger of uh their baldies. Is that all that's in it? The names of these kids? Well, um, the a piece of paper falls out and it's got Cindy's number on it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hank! <laughs> Give me Is that. This lead? <laughs> uh, it's Wait, none of your business. <laughs> Quick! When a man's been alone for a certain amount of time with five <laughs> young boys. Listen, just let me have this and don't bring it up. <laughs> let me have this. <laughs> Guys, I need this. <laughs> All right. Um, Benji you... called. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm not Benji doesn't remember. <laughs> We're not doing that right now. Um. Yeah, so you, um, as you are showing this to everyone, uh, Benedict, you look at this list and immediately jumps out to you the name, um, or one of the names on the list is familiar because you've just recently learned about it. Damien Lachance is on the list of the suspected victims of Darabondi's uh, um, situation. Girls, uh, oh, Cynthia's yeah. brother. Yeah, yeah. Benedict would have. Presumably older brother, I guess. I think, wasn't he drowning babies? Well, it's, just it's, children. It's, just children in general, you know. Okay. Um, it's just... <laughs> Not babies, God no. Um, well, what you what you see is that you you know it. She told you, I don't remember if it was brought up, but I'll say it now that this was happened to her older brother before she was born. No, yes, it was her older brother. Okay. That name means something to you, uh, Benedict. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For all the reasons. Yep. Cut to <laughs> cut to flashback. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, um. But yeah, if you you know you make that connection, I mean, and the thing is, it's this connection is interesting enough. It is, but just the amount of these connections that are kind of starting to pile up is coming a little bit odd. You know, like you guys have your conspiracy board here in a way. There's a lot of overlap. <laughs> a lot of the stuff that's uh, you can definitely tell that things are related. You're not sure how or why. And I just want to make sure the that is the only name that stands out to us on this list at this juncture. Um, this is the only have... name that stands out that is not 
that is like from somewhere else. Like you haven't gotten anything, any other ones that right. really hit you in the face. Um. Okay, Hank's just gonna express like what I did earlier. Like he definitely thinks there's something going on with the art life, Sitch. Like they're in on it somehow, given that they. He's gonna assume that they sent those earrings uh, to Cynthia in their, you know, because weird cults do shit like that. Because she was slightly involved in their, or her brother was. Seems like something a weird cult would do. Which weird cult? Yeah. I'm gonna say, well, not cult. Uh, art life. I think art life is involved. Hankson Express. I think he thinks art life somehow knows about Darabaldi and is. In some way, like knows what's going on with this building and using the people in it. To what extent, I don't know. You'd gotten the impression that, or Benedict, you're able to tell Hank that um, that Art Life appears to be a nonprofit run by Cynthia Lachance, and it has like a board. Oh, she runs it. She runs it. Yes. Oh, she runs it. No, so she's not yeah. just someone working there. Uh, like she has a, she has assistants and people. She's the one who actually runs it. She runs a nonprofit. I apologize if I didn't make that clear. No, it seems like a bit uh, of a there is a though, isn't there? there? Yeah, she said there's like a board of directors. You know, like people who are and this kind of thing is typically people who give money to Art Life to run its operation are probably on the board of directors. I don't know how much of a lead that would be, but that would be worth maybe looking into at some point. Yeah, maybe. maybe something for uh, old uh, Agent Marcus to do while we do other stuff. But it did seem like they didn't want to keep this building. It seemed like it was a liability. So it maybe just happenstance or coincidence. It seems like they want they an opportunity it. to completely renovate it with no people living there. Like they want to completely redo yeah. it make the apartment smaller, pack more people in, and probably really probably make more money. Like it's... Take out the impossible landscapes and thin it. That's, yeah. that's key to really maximizing Ooh, your profit. We got a... Nice. Nice. He got the name. He got, got the it. Name. He said it. He said it. Oh, yeah, Give him the juice. Give him the juice. Well, you know, it's just, it's really hard to you know, you think if you were looking for an apartment that an extra-dimensional entrance into uh, a 1920s, you know, like, you know, mindfuck is probably not what you would want. Like, that's going to be a hard sell. Shit. I just remembered. I should have asked about the cable guy. Fuck. That would have been uh, interesting. What do we do with him? We just set him free. Oh, he's fine. We oh, be, I'm, I'm sure in a carpet. he's... Well, oh, he he's, went in the carpet. Yes, he went in the carpet. He's, he's in the carpet he, truck. He's upstairs. He, Jeremy, and there's a and farm. There's a farm he we can saved run around, him. and they're you know, so he's happy just out happy. there. <laughs> and uh. you know, and he's just running around with other cable guys, just to the field, just having a great time. <laughs> just fixing TVs all day long just in their little pens. <laughs> they like fixing cables. TVs. <laughs> they love doing that. Yeah, I'm sure they're. That, well, that's right. comforting. That's comforting. Yeah. I think we need to. I think we need to go back into. Um, probably need to wait for nightfall. And well, yes, let's recap. What did in. Benji learn? What exactly is oh, yeah. the takeaway yeah, from Benji? Yeah. Um, we'll fill everybody in on everything. The books I found. Um, 
what I learned about Darabondi. Um, he made, well, we, we pretty much covered this in the recap, except the biggest thing he'll emphasize is he'll be like, I the book's picture uh, of Darabondi standing in front of a hotel with big letter B's on the windows, and I use my old brass the location is <laughs> the Madison. And I think it's worth checking out. Okay. And what time is it at the moment? Uh, we'll say it's about 7 o'clock in the evening. I mean, you guys, you waited around for Hank to get done with his super important coffee date for for a while. So. I got the book, damn it. <laughs> That's the important part, not the coffee. Did you get lied? <laughs> Just asking important questions. When I get laid, you will be the last person that knows. <laughs> You'll know as soon as he brings forth another son of the name. Start to. Alright, so. Aaron, did you well, uh, uh... <laughs> Everybody just stares at Benji because they've never heard him curse. Uh. <laughs> Boy, we gotta wash your mouth with soap when we get done with this oh. investigation. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and by the way, again. Two, the two of you do notice that Benji brought with him a record. Um, yeah. You know, a vinyl <laughs> in with him. You over here oh, harassing yeah. me about uh, coffee dates and uh, whether I had uh, intercourse and whatnot. What is that in your hand? <laughs> it's a historical importance. I was sitting uh, back and I heard. A call uh, back. I saw a, a player on this uh, tune here. Was a weird and sing it for thing. us. I gotta tell you, sing it for us. Ow, we don't have time ow, to listen. Ow, 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 ow. You know, like in hindsight, oh, yeah, yeah. I it's story. like it's probably. You would probably have to. I'm gonna say that you picked up the entire record player and brought it with you, because otherwise there'd be no <laughs> way for you to play it. I thought you were a musician. <laughs> that doesn't. <laughs> Not quite. All right. We put on the record, um, and uh, Hank's like, "Give me that," and puts the needle on there. <laughs> so, uh, it's. What are you planning on? doing with that now that we have this what are you what are you doing with this Misha? What what's your big plan here's the thing uh, for for anyone who wants to but i like you can roll me like to try to like figure out like like even if you guys want to roll me intelligence check on this just to figure out you know if you know anything about it but um old benji can roll music or can roll his art music skill Tell me what you get. Dude, Hank is smart as... He rolled a tw 12 under 60. Success. And Benji... Music has rolled a failure with it. Uh, over. Okay. Hank, you hear this, and it reminds you of something. Um, 
maybe this is something that, you know, because Hank has a bit of a, a history with the, uh, you know, trying to, like, look into, uh, you know, aliens and stuff like that. But you, you reminded that there was this, uh, that there's maybe a part of an investigation that you heard of or that you remember hearing them about that it was a an, a case where they busted a bunch of Russian spies um, in the 70s that were operating on U.S. soil. And these spies were transmitting messages um, over, like, open airwaves, like, you know, like on the radio, and you would hear them late at night, and no one knew what they were. There was actually this thing, and you can't remember what it's called, but it's this thing, it's like a, it's like a, you, and you're like, what is it? Uh, it's not, it's not a spectrometer, it's like a, it's a spectrogram, a spectrogram, that, and this reminds you of that, that, there was this that and they basically got busted because they were transmitting pictures over airwaves like open airwaves like this uh russian spy cell in the 70s mm. well okay obviously relay that to them it's like you you all might not be privy to these cases homeland security and whatnot but uh uh, some Russian folks were sending pictures over the airways with sounds that sound very similar to this. Um, uh, a spectrogram. Yeah, we need a... Uh, I think uh, you need a... Go ahead. It's really old technology, and Benji, like, the second you hear about it, like, you probably have a vague idea. Like, you're like, oh yeah, I've heard of this. Um... It's it's really old technology, and it, but it's just not really used because it's not really useful, like for much. Um, it's just one of those kind of odd things that came about, you know, like in the forties or fifties, you know, like at the advent of radar and radio and you know and, and widespread use, and it just never really went anywhere because again, there's not really a lot practical use for it. Um, Would Benji not to interpret this? You would have to take it somewhere, um, probably somewhere that has a bunch of decently antiquated old school musical or audio equipment. And unfortunately, I just don't know of anyone in this party who would have access to like a university of music or anything. So yeah, I don't know what you're going to do. It's a dead end. I don't even know why I asked. It's a dead end. Just uh, take that record whoop, right over the shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Benji's going to make a trip to Juilliard at some point. Okay. Might swing by the food court. Good. Hot dog, chili cheese dog. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that Benji's big go-to? Is there not some kind of spectrogram on the world wide web we could look up what an interesting question what an interesting question (laughs) Hank suggests Hank suggests what about that world wide web Um, if it comes up um, if you guys would check your your discord messages um, if it comes up, you're like, wait a second, we could do that. Um, you would have to go through the trouble of encoding it, like digitally and uploading it. But we will say for the that Benji's, the Benji has enough access where there he can do this. This is not really a problem. That Benji can definitely do. This. 
Like, immediately? You guys can go there tonight if you want. Okay. Yes. Uh, well, okay. Outside of this, I obviously want to find out what this image is. Um, I think we all do. Yeah. I, I said we look at this and then go to the... We want to investigate this other building, right, that Benji found out about? Near, uh... Near Madison yeah, Square. Yeah, the Madison Square Park. Y'all want to do the image first and then look at that? Um... Do you think Benji would have the keys to the lab? Like, could we do that after hours? I think that Benji probably... You know what? What a great time to do some rolling. What a great time to use the game mechanics and try to figure out... Uh, what do you think that Benji should roll to have this... have access to this kind of thing? Uh, because it would be like... Convincing it to let him have access to the facilities unsupervised after hours. Sounds like more of a persuade, really, to me. Uh, that would be it. All right. Do y'all hear static? Sorry. Uh. Uh. Go. That's me. My bad. <laughs> Uh, I also couldn't resist, so... Yeah, I'm looking at the face. <laughs> so so they're, they're I'm looking deeply at it right freaked now. out right now. <laughs> but we'll, we'll do it on the stream, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Do your roll, Benji. Let's <laughs> say failure with... 64. But I guess that just means we'll have to do that in the daytime and then investigate the hotel that evening. Sounds good. Damn, my professors don't think very highly of me. That's discouraging. Shit. Benji. Eh, it happens. So, to Juilliard. Juilliard. All right. Um. So yeah. So are you gonna go then this evening to? Madison Square Garden or to Juilliard? Well, if I don't have the key, then we could. The, the, I would have to do it in school, right? I guess so. Yes, that makes sense. So, phonogram first. But it's like, it's in the evening, so are you guys going to go to Madison Square right now? It's already evening? Yeah, it's like, it's in the evening. You guys are like, are still on the 12th. On Oops. Saturday. What do y'all think, Madison Square? Yeah, you guys want to so. head back to the McAllister building and see what's going on there. Let's do this. Madison Square Yeah, let's first. see this through. Okay. Um, you get to Madison Square Gardens and you go to the area where you have, where you can see the Eternal Light Flagstaff. You know, and you're, you're looking at this picture that was in the book, The Devil's Craftsman, which is what you had found before. Um, looking at the picture and, you know, you're like kind of trying to match up, like, okay, where would you stand 
to take this picture and you basically are standing in front of a like when you kind of come to it and you think of like where you could possibly be standing on the street and see the reflection you know of the flagstaff you're kind of just like in front of a bodega like there's definitely not a big turn of the century a beautiful hotel here that's for sure We'd have to look into the history of this place. Yeah. There's definitely nothing here now. Benji, was there anything <sighs> else that you saw? Um, do y'all think it would be worth going into the bodega, taking a peek around? Yeah, we could ask some questions. Door. Let's do it. Okay. You guys go in the door. Alright, stories. We're extreme and we're looking for peanuts and munchies. <laughs> <laughs> that is um, not the worst cover story, that's for sure. Um, okay, you go inside. Uh you go inside and there's a bodega owner. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and save you guys some time. Uh and I'm gonna tell you that you go in and talk to this guy and there's there's nothing in here. Like he's he's runs a bodega. He doesn't even run the bodega, he just works here. He's just working here right now. Are you oh, sure? Because I was really looking forward to this this role play. Yes, I am sure. <laughs> oh golly, I'm so high. Tell me about the history of this building. <laughs> um, but in the picture there was a building and that building's not here, is that correct? Is That's that kind of what you're what you're picking up. That building's not here. <sighs> Alright. Second thought, the... is there a way to access this building through the night floor? It sounds like they destroyed the building that he was renovating, right? That was the whole thing, is this was like a building he was helped construct yeah to... what what the book says what the devil's craftsman states is that uh that this is a picture of asa darabondi standing in front of a building that he helped to renovate in lieu of payment that basically he was allowed to yeah. stay there while he was working on it in lieu of payment and they tore it down it sounds like um... And we can't look at the spectrogram because Benji's, the, it's closed, is that right? Juilliard is currently. It's closed. Alright, I want to... Okay, let me roll something just to look around if there's a hint of anything in this area. Like, Benji, describe this picture to me, blah, blah, blah. Let me just like, uh, sit and th look around. Benji's got the book. Oh, okay. Show you all the pictures. What did I tell you about having books and reading them? Um, take it out of his hand and like as well, and uh, start. I want to. I want to uh, study the picture. Uh, basically, I want to roll something. Let's see. Uh, what can I possibly roll? Um, what are you trying to do? See if there's anything else to gather, like 
I want to know what happened to this building that was there in the picture and is not there now, obviously. Tore down? I don't know. Okay. Make... Jeez, I don't even know. Make me just make an intelligence check. Just do a raw intelligence. When all else fails, go back to the base stats. Failed. 93 over 60. Not able to pull anything else up, you know, just looking at the picture. And the book, The Devil's Craftsman, is mostly about, you know, the fact that this guy <laughs> murdered a bunch of people. <laughs> and was also That's not the important part, Joe. We I, know I, this. That, well, well, that's what you get. I <laughs> think we can get access. Uh, do you do you fellows think that we could get access to the actual room uh, where, this, where this murderous man was was sitting when he took the photo, when he was standing. Which, which Maybe. photo? Because this was this was pretty much a reflection from like the this is a, certain this, aspect. This photo is a photo of him standing on the steps outside of this hotel. It's actually outside. Yes. Okay, so we're there. Yeah. So like yeah. you guys kind of trying no to figure there. out where it is located. That's how you've kind of been able to figure it out. I was kind of thinking the same thing. We might be barking up the wrong tree, but if we stood in the exact perspective that the photo was taken from, mm -hmm. I mean, shit, we're search. already here. Might as well try. I'm gonna search. Hank's gonna Let's search for the exact spot that photo was taken from. Okay. Success. Forty-three over fifty-four. All right, you you come down to it, and you find you think you find like exactly the spot like without a shadow of a doubt a hundred percent exactly where it is um and as you do and but like you kind of have to stand in the road to do it um you and you hear you hear someone uh kind of kind of shout at you uh when you do it's a uh it's a it's a a black guy, he's uh he's really he's pretty tall, probably like six three, an older guy, probably in his fifties or something. He's standing down just down the street, kind of next to the bodega, and he's smoking like a like a big cigar. And he says, uh he says he's like he's like he's like, What are you doing? You're going to get killed. I'm walking here. <laughs> walking here. Uh, how old does he look? Yeah, he looks to be in his fifties-ish. And this photo was taken when? The photo was taken. Uh, hold on, I have to. I think there is a year on the photo, so I just want to make sure I give it. So, the Devil's Craftsman was written in fifty-two. There you go. Uh, and you know that he disappeared in 1950. Uh, oh. Sorry. Uh, oh. We've, uh, we're all a bit lost and we're searching for a building that we thought was here. Uh, uh, not anymore. I don't know. Uh, you know of any building that's been here or demolished uh, in the past years? Or He, he shows them a photo. He he looks at the photo. He's he kind of turns his head. He's like, uh, 
Nope. Nothing from me. Nothing from me. Uh, but stay out of the street. And he turns around and walks into, uh, there's like a, a shop beside the bodega, and he walks into it. Well, that's very suspicious. Roll me human a human alertness. Okay. Just tank? Actually. Use your juice. Everyone can roll me an alertness. Benji can roll me an alertness at plus 40. What? Benedict is straight up alert. 17 under 24. Tank uh, fails. And Benji got a success with a 39 under... Well, with the modified plus 40, uh, Benji got a success. <laughs> Benji, you're looking up and... And Benedict, you see it too. You guys were looking all around. You guys were looking for this building. You went and walked up and down this street. This... This shop, this place, whatever it is, has a big, big glass front. And there's only one word on the glass front. You see the word, uh, books. And it looks like it's like an old... Like, it looks like it was painted, hand-painted, the word books, on the inside of the glass. And so much of it's chipped off that the only thing left is, like, the gold outlining of it. The word books. And this bookshop was not here. In the photo. It's not there in the photo. It wasn't there when you guys were searching the street. This book... Wait, it just appeared? Uh... And the sky? You feel like you would have noticed it. And, like, the two of you, like, Hank, you don't really know anything, but Benedict and Benedict and Benji, you guys are like, did you see this place? It seems like the first time you've seen it. I don't think this was here before. You guys know this bookstore? think we have to we have to go in before it goes away doesn't look like anything to me yep yeah uh, Hank you just seem like it's just a bookstore it doesn't seem weird to you at all uh, Hank's Benedict like what are y'all talking charge. about it's just a, a normal just bookstore grabs. and come you fool and he show you Hank. marches him across <laughs> okay in person <laughs> you you enter the bookstore and you see I mean you guys have been inside like small like local owned bookstores before where things are you don't know that you're not super well I know Dace doesn't know what I read in real life so probably not him uh, but <laughs> you know a lot of these like local bookstores you know like privately owned little little things you know they're barely organized when they're organized at all. You know, there's always new used books being donated and stuff. And you guys come in and this place is um, is literally piled to the ceiling with books. Uh, you could not see over into the next row if you want. Like, you would literally have to climb a mountain 
of books, you know, at least 10, 15 feet high. As far as the eye can see, you see the man, he kind of, he meanders behind you. You see him kind of stand up. It looks like he was behind the counter, and it looks like maybe he's the bookkeeper, you know, the owner of this little shop. Um, and it just, and let me put it this way. Hank, you look around and you see the same thing you've seen in any other little local run, dinky, you know, dark bookstore that you've ever been inside New York. You know, like, or any other city for that matter. Like, it looks very, looks very normal to you in a lot of ways. Benedict, you, you're looking around and, or even as you're, like, looking over the top of the books, it almost seems like you see shadows moving. And, like, way far up. Like, you would almost go so far as to say it's like you see almost out of the corner of your eye something go up and over one of the piles of books. Like, right out of the corner of your eye. Um, Benji, you feel an itch back of your head. And you hear a sound, a, a whisper. Just barely. But it sounds like it's coming, it's coming, you know, it's inside your head, but it also sounds like it's coming from the stacks. Have you seen it? 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 I use my Zadar. Does it get louder the closer I get to Is that your Narcosa radar? Well, on that note, I think Hank sees, like, Benedict kind of, like, looking around and, like, Obviously, the other two are a little on edge, I would suspect. So does Hank, on that note, does his accent sound like Castain's accent? No, it doesn't. Okay. No, the guy, he when he addressed you, he kind of sounds like... Uh, and I have a poor time doing this because I'm not super well-versed in what all accents. It kind of reminiscent of like a, like a lot of the like uh african french colonial like accent like an african accent that has that has sounds like you know it's a little bit french as well mm. he doesn't sound like he's from new york for sure mm-hmm. none of them <laughs> say that again i just said none of them do as oh <laughs> mentioned earlier it's a lot of southerners it's, it's a lot of Southerners in New York in this uh, this game. Uh, yeah. But he's uh he's staying there. He's like, can I can I help you? Oh, he's the book guy. He points. Benji. He looks to you. He says, he says, he says well, I guess you're the book guy. Oh, he he loves reading, especially yeah, yeah, when it, I guess uh, I am. especially stuff that makes everyone go insane. He loves that <laughs> kind of stuff. <laughs> Great big fan. <laughs> yeah, book guy. Uh, look, hey man, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a researcher. I'm trying to I'm trying to write a biography about a man named Derry Bondy. That rang in. Man, he uh 
He smiles. He's he's well dressed. Like he seems like he seems like someone who should be more important than working in a book bookstore. You know, like he. And may I right. may I say, sir, you are extremely well dressed. <laughs> Is that a haircut? Poor man in the bookstore. Is that, Is that a haircut? haircut? <laughs> Is that a haircut? <laughs> um. Is, is that? Well, you know, this guy would not look out of place. This guy wouldn't look out of place at a place like Juilliard. Like, you know, it looks like the man has some station about him. Um, but he's... He smiles when you mention about, um... About Asa. He's... Or Asa Darabandi. And he will say, he's like, uh... He's like, uh... Uh, yes, uh... Asa Darabandi. He, um... He comes here sometimes. Terms, as in presently, present day. Oh well, who can say when anything happens? Really, been here so long. Me, I can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently on a linear timeline. <laughs> he smiles. He says, "I have seen him. I have met him. Yes." You think? Uh, you think you got a way to get into contact with him? Like, talk to him? He he pulls, he takes a pull off that cigar. He goes, no, I do not. Please, I sir, the, I beg I just run of the bookshop. As a historian, I, I have a, a boner for primary sources. <laughs> hmm, a boner. That, that's right, a, a boner. <laughs> hmm. This is a turn of phrase I have only heard recently. Yeah, I'm extremely horny for primary sources. That is a new one. <laughs> is it the same uh, as a as a? Let's not talk about boners. <laughs> <laughs> what what he's trying to say uh, in his own special way is, uh, sir, we are conducting an investigation, and it is of dire importance that we speak to this man or this man you think you've seen I am afraid I cannot help you it's uh people come and people go I just run the bookshop okay and uh, slide is and down and I got a picture he has like a their type deal like for School slide his hand down there. He's like, "Is there any way I could sweeten the pot?" And he's gonna bring <laughs> out, oh, Leroy and John, Leroy and John, which is the king in yellow. Uh, you bring it out, and he picks you. He says, "This ah," he takes it from you very gently, uh, respectfully, even says, "Uh, it all you always come back." He's talking to the book. You always make your way back home, don't you? He's, uh, he says, Are you selling? Well, in a manner of speaking, more like trading. For. information on how we might contact one Mr. Derribondi. Ah. He hands, he goes to hand the book back to you. I am afraid this is something that I cannot provide. Well, yeah, how much do you give me for it, then? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, sir, 
Well, I last sold it for, uh, for $15. Hmm, who'd you sell it to? He, uh, he, he's a, one moment. He reaches under the counter, pulls out a big ledger, boom, slams it down, opens it up, and this thing is ancient. Like, the pages at the very beginning of it, you know, the oldest records, are falling apart. It's this thing is so old. He um, he's kind of pulling it. He's kind of looking through it. He says, "Oh, okay. Uh, let us see. Let us see." Um, he says, mm, "Not in this one." Uh, he pulls out another one, and he puts it in front of you. He says, "Help me look, will you?" He says, "I can never remember which year is which." Yeah, just have a peek at your ledgers there. Benedict, um, at this point, he's been keeping very quiet, but at this point he's like, Nope. No thank you. I will not look at your books, sir. <laughs> Benji's like, books? Yeah. yeah. I mean. <laughs> sanity roll incoming. But yeah, Benji will open the ledger and start thumb- thumbing through it. With his deft, soft scholar's fingers. Uh, how much Arabic does uh Benji read? All of it. Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> languages. Uh, I mean, you have Arabic, but okay, you don't have Arabic. I didn't think so. Um, it's all in Arabic. And when you point this out, he says, "Oh, my mistake." And he brings it back. He pulls it back away from you. Just, just, uh, here we are. And he, he brings his finger down the line. This, this looks like, um, looks like I sold it to her on, uh, the 22nd of February, 1995. He says, this girl, she went missing. I saw it on the news, I remember. Abigail. Turns. Abigail. Is that the girl you speak of, sir? Yes. Abigail Wright. She was here with her, um, her, her father, I believe. Maybe not her father, but I think it was her father. Where did he look like the man she was with? Um, he describes to you what Abigail Wright's father looks like. It's her dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. It's her dad. Um. He describes to you, I think her, I think, uh, I can't remember his name. It's not Robert Wright. Something like that, though. Thomas Wright. Thomas Wright. Yes, he describes you Thomas Wright. Uh, do you have a record of every person you've sold this book to? Oh, that would take much looking into. Very much. It probably, it'd probably take me all night. And we're supposed to just sit here and uh, think that her disappearance has nothing to do with the sale of this book? We are not ignorant, sir, to the fact of how much controversy surrounds this book and this Mr. Uh, uh, Darabaldi. 
Oh, Darabondi. Whatever his name is. <laughs> uh, one second while I roll a dice. That is a one on a d6. That's good. Uh, he doesn't really know what you want from him. He's like, he's like I, I do not know. I do not know what you are talking about. This book, I have seen it before. I sold it. Sorry, bro, you I broke up with... Okay, I sold, sold the book to, uh, to this Abigail Wright. He taps the, the ledger again. I sold it to her on the 22nd of February. I am sad if something has happened to her. My friends, uh, my uh, esteemed colleagues have been pretty rude. What? What is your name? Ah. Uh, my name, you may call me Robert. Robert. Yes. Well, Robert, what What do you do? Do you just sell books here? Is this, are you of course. A, are you it a, is book a book salesman? Shop, after all. And, uh, how long have you been running this beautiful establishment? Kind of looks wistfully up. He says, oh, a long time. Robert, what does... Have you have you sold any books in Carcosa? Carcosa? Hmm. Hmm. I have heard of this place. Perhaps I have been there. But, who can say? He smiles. Smiles big. This fucking guy. Dude. It's, it's Mr. Castain all over again. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, uh, we're not getting uh, anything. So, uh, I'm not gonna let this... Um, it. Hey. Go ahead. Oh, go. Yeah, go for it. Uh, Bobby, can I call you Bobby? <laughs> it, is, it is my first name. Ah, I've got Bobby Robert. I know just Bob. Just Bob. Home. Bob, Bob it is. Uh, would you happen to have any books on uh, Carcosa, by any chance? Ooh, this is a good question. I'm, yeah. I'm in Perhaps. the market. Well, perhaps uh, we could uh, check out the shelves. No telling what's back there. Let's hit the shelves. <laughs> Have fun. He he waves <laughs> as Benji goes barreling into the darkness. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I do want to look around for... Uh... I'm interested in Carcosa and the Black Wind. Okay, sure. Black Wind. Yeah, that was, uh, I forget which book we learned it from, but there was like a, either a country or a, a military sort of faction like that a, tried to take over. Yeah, yeah it was in that um, book that you yeah. guys found that was entitled uh, The History of the Russo-Germanic uh, Hegemony. Which was a military yeah, they, alliance that never existed. They invaded they were fighting something called the Black Wind. Right. Okay. They invaded uh, 
Carcosa through Turkey. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Robert, anyway, Robert, before we before we go and as you say hit the shelves, uh, do you work for yourself? Do you work for anybody? No, just for me here. I don't. It is a small operation. Just big enough for one man to handle. Just small enough. So, have you seen this uh, sign that's on this book anywhere else besides this book? You show him the. Oh, you've already shown him the king and y'all. Uh, he's yeah. like, he says, "I have seen it a time or two on books like it. There are more like uh, it king books." With the same story? Well, yes. A book seldom gets written once. Mm. I could probably find you another if you need it. Uh, uh not for me, thank you. Um, I, I'll take one, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> um, Agent of... So if you if you say that like are you just like is it, would you like uh, you already have one but uh, more is better yes uh, more is better well said let us go um you begin following uh Bob Robert or Robert Robert uh down the stacks and when I say down the stacks it is quickly becomes evident. That you guys have been walking for too long. Yeah. We're in some kind of night floor situation. Everyone please make me a sanity check. Oh, man. Zay, oh, a 60 over... 6 failure. Uh, paint passes, 46 under 59. Yep, Benedict passes. As you guys are moving along, um, you are you're heading this way and that with Robert, and he's like, "It is somewhere around here. You have to forgive me. It's uh, it's uh, always hard to find." And as you're going this way and that, but Benji, you see something. You, as you guys are following Robert, and you look down one of the rows. I mean, mountains of books, both sides. Some of them are in boxes. Some of them are just loosely stacked. Some of them are like. You know, like the house of cards that you build? Like, some of them are just built like that. It's just, it's all over the place. And you look down, and you see a hatch, like, on the floor, like a trap door with a ring on it. And when you see it, just as you're about to say something, he goes, Ah, there it is. And he kind of brushes past you, and he reaches down to the heavy ring, opens the trap door, and he kind of starts kind of, he has to, he's a very tall guy, and he has to, he's very imposing, and he has to kind of scrunch down to get, to walk down these very narrow steps down to this trap door. Um, and he begins to go, and you hear, click, click, and you see a light come on. Uh, what do you do? Uh, I guess I'll down this trap door. Okay. You see, do you all follow him down there? 
he will. Yeah. He'll tell you. He'll be like, as you as you start to come, he'll say, "Just a moment." Are you just, what you just are going, we just waiting for? Yeah. Alright. Uh, I'll say that Benji's in the lead, it seems like he kind of is here. Benji, you kind of get down, and just as you get down and you kind of, you know, you kind of bend down just enough, you see Robert standing just at the very edge of the light. I mean, like, he is, I mean, at the edge of this tunnel that seems to just kind of go straight from the stairs. And you see him reach out his hand and hold his hand open. And you see another hand reach completely out of darkness and set a book in his hands. And he just brings his hand back and turns around. Oh, no. He says, and he just kind of waggles it at you. He says, here we go. Back up. What the hell? (laughs) And who who, who exactly Uh, is that? You said you worked alone. Let's go ahead and hit that sanity roll again for whoever (laughs) saw that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let's get another sanity roll. Failure. Um, Come on. Crit. Benedict. Benedict. Critical success. Oh my god. Oh, 100%. <laughs> 100 over 46, baby. Uh oh. Alright, you. Um, so, hey, for my first failure either. So, you never so told me what. You, you okay, see, can uh, I say this? What? Never mind. Go ahead. Uh, All right. Go ahead. What you're gonna do? <sighs> do I go ahead or not? <laughs> I want to know if I could go back and roll and use my bonus that I got the forty percent. Nah, nah. You're gonna have to decide ahead of time, <laughs> my friend. I'm afraid not. Um, gotta use before you get loose. You got. Wow, okay, that's that's the thing. Alright, um you I'm trying to trying to figure out the best way to go about this. So first of all, anyone who failed, take one damage. That's one sanity damage from unnatural, so you do not get to mark any Can I take away from my bonds? Yes, if you'd like to deflect it, by all means. Yes, for sure. Alright. Cause fucking my breaking point is fifty two and I'm at fifty nine. Alright. Uh so roll your um roll your will say or roll listen. Roll a D four. That's it. Roll a D four. Let's see how much will you have to burn. Three. What is it? I roll I got a three. That's a three. Okay. Um so go ahead and subtract. Now you only need one damage. So so I'll have to double check. Remember how earlier we said that we're not really playing Impossible Landscapes, we're just kind of fumbling with it? (laughs) So you only have one damage here to deflect. So I'm going to say right now, I'm going to try to remember to look it up later, only remove one from one of your bonds, but do remove three willpower. I guess it's really tripped up, Hank. All right. Had a thing of hands. Yeah. <laughs> hands without bodies, reaching out from the abyss in a parallel bookstore. Yes, he has a little bit of a thing about that. 
Everyone's got their quirks. If he didn't before, he does now. <laughs> yeah, he does now. Um, and then, uh, was Benji gonna deflect that damage, that sanity damage? No, I'm gonna take one, but you never gave me the consequences of the roll that I failed. Who says there's a consequence every time? <laughs> Fair. I can. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Wait, Don't what's going to happen about what I'm doing what over here, okay? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. You, um. You guys, so you come out of there and he kind of pushes you up. You know, he kind of closes. He ushers you back up. He closes the door behind him. He says, he says well, uh, well, we might as well head, head back and get you checked out there. And he hands the, uh, he hands a book to you, uh, Benedict. But it's not the red book. It doesn't look the same. This is a much older looking book. And its cover is this kind of faded, whitish, yellow color. And it says, Le Roy de Jean. Uh, and again, anyone who speaks French, I apologize. Uh, and this appears to be a, and you open it up very quickly, as someone who doesn't speak French, can't read it. It's in French. But this appears to be the translation that was referenced in the Red Book that you guys read. Original copy. Great. Is it signed? Can I check if there's a signature? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you open up, it says LOL it first what? <laughs> um yeah it's uh, got it's got it's signed by Robert Robert and you turn around and he's the king in yellow ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do read a book a book about Tarcosa before we get out of here and the black wind alright and Hank wants to ask do this but Hank has a question too well do you want to ask that question first no let's <laughs> look first that's fine um so if you want to go wandering the to look for a book uh Robert tells you that you are free to and that he would be happy to check you out at the front when you're done okay Benji's oh gonna whip God. out his pistol and walk the aisles of this bookstore. Uh, <laughs> what? Forty-five drawn. The other, the other two of you, you're just gonna follow Benji. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't think I want to. No. Benji will be yeah. up here. I'm sure you'll be fine. Uh. <laughs> Are you gonna leave Benji? I'm not, I'm not pleased with the situation. I, I'm gonna check out, my friend. <laughs> Benedict's like, I need to check out my book. I am very checked out right now. Robert, could you uh, perhaps uh, uh, follow us while Benji <laughs> looks for something? Well, I mean, I need to be at the front in case someone comes in. Uh, I can assure you this is the utmost importance. Uh, this, uh, Robert, please. Uh, persuasion. He puts his hand on your shoulder. You'll be fine. And he begins to walk away. Oh, God. Alright, we have to stay with Benji. What is Benji looking for? What are we about to die over? What are you looking for? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 
book about Carcosa and the Black Wind? No, thank you. Uh, I'm gonna follow Robert. <laughs> okay. I'll follow Benji. Okay. <laughs> mm, thanks, Benedict. You're a real L. A, a real friend. Shoots and flips him off. As you, as you shoot a dirty look at Hank, it does that weird lens thing where it looks like you're getting farther away but closer at the same time yeah. as you're walking down the hallway. <laughs> uh, Hank, you make it to the front with Robert. Uh, he seems to busy himself uh, straightening up bookshelves, but they seem to immediately be not straight again the second he walks away from them. He's just kind of moving things around, but nothing really seems to be getting done. Um, the other two of you you begin walking. Uh, go ahead and make me just another sanity check to both of you. It's alright, and sometimes they don't do anything. Jesus! Oh, oh I thought that was another fumble. That's a fumble. <laughs> that is... Uh, yeah, Benji got a failure. 67 over 45. Benji got a fumble. You got a fumble. 66. All right. A fumble. <laughs> okay. Um, Benedict, you're like, I think I see something over this way. <laughs> <laughs> and you and Benji uh, turn this corner. And when you do, you are kind of suddenly stunned. Uh, you are... There is a... Oddly enough, there's a like a clearing in this... What can only be described as like some bizarre hedge maze of books um and there is a like a little round bench in the middle like a stone bench like something you'd expect to see in a park or something like that and inside or right right there beside the uh benches are a bunch of shelves that look to bookshelves that look to have been all been shoved in the middle and broken apart and there's a what looks like a big wooden crate and a crowbar sitting there in the middle next to all of these bookshelves that look to have been kind of haphazardly put together like you know almost like a barricade of some type what do you do <laughs> uh what do you think about that there crate, Benedict? Uh, it seems it seems like it's asking us to open it. It's got a crowbar and everything. I even I'm gonna use my own crowbar to open that there crate. Okay. Yeah, that's get... that's probably smart. That's how you outsmart the <laughs> occult. You get up to the crate and you see that it looks like someone has pried the top off this wooden crate. That's like, you know, the top is nailed down. As you get there, you you see that it looks to have been like pried off and laid back on. And there are um, and as you get up there to it and you open it uh, inside you see a few things. You see there looks to be like a old school trench coat. Um, it's it's long and like freshly oiled. 
uh, there is a big old school gas mask, like a War War One, like kind of gas mask. You know, like the single big filter in the middle, whatnot. And but beneath all of that is a pump action shotgun and a box. Oh hell yeah! Uh, you what? pick open the shotgun, and I mean, the two of you have enough firearms training. Like you can tell, like you're able to, like you like rack the slide, and you can tell, like it's got a box of shells, and it's got five in the magazine. Like it's loaded and ready to go. Uh, and as you look, you see that not only is this underneath here, but there are two more identical crates, like in the stack of bookshelves. <laughs> we open and this and this stuff looks completely brand new like it is like completely brand new and if you open the other two crates you find the exact same items like the exact same set oh okay it's three sets trench it's like coat or something trench coat uh gas mass shotgun and ammunition sure Hank well, won't need one just leave the third one there right it's just sitting right there and it would be inconsiderate not to take one for Hank. I wouldn't want him to feel left out. Can I come back fully armed with gas mask? Well, I mean, are you guys gonna like just carry all this stuff, like just back with you? Uh, Benji stuffed the gas mask and cloak in his bag, but I... to do. You could. You think you'd probably take it out with you? Um, I mean, you could also wear it out. Like you just like bought a new pair of shoes, you know, at the mall, and wear them out. Benedict will probably take one with, with some shells. Okay. Um. Can we say Hank was asking Robert something while this was going on? Sure. If that whole if that ordeal's done, is there something else that's gonna go on back there? Yeah, go ahead. It's like I'm an impossibly okay. deep hole opening up in the earth. Hank <laughs> Hank is trying to get any information out of this. He's trying to impress the importance of this case. Anything outside of vague answers out of this dude. And it's like so I'm uh, you are obviously got a shop here. It's very important to you. I cannot express how badly we need to find uh, this Abigail Wright girl. And uh, obviously you're familiar with this book, The King in Yellow. Uh, you've seen the uh, this fellow, Aza Darabaldi. Dara who? Uh, <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Uh... They're a Bondi. That's his <laughs> name. Uh, I am sure that uh, Giordani. I am sure that with, I am sure that with law enforcement uh, tracking it down with the intensity that you are talking to me now, that you will have no problem finding her. I do. I, okay, he's gonna persuade with that. Fails, of course. Great. Um, <laughs> another thing is. Uh, You're doing great. <laughs> He gives you another paddle back. <laughs> Robin. 
It's obvious you're not uh, up to uh, telling us anything that could help us in this case, but maybe you could say uh, there is this one. Uh, we don't know how it's linked. Uh, have you heard of a demon by the name of Person? And I showed the sign to him. Oh, I am unfamiliar. That's is surprising. A friend of yours. Oh, I, I couldn't say that. Uh, big fellow with a snake around his neck, not really my type of friend, but, uh, <laughs> I, so you've never seen a book or any more information about this demon? I could, I probably have some books on demons. Maybe you could search the shelves. <laughs> oh. <laughs> would, it, would it be in the front here? Uh, it, uh, he does a search in the front not in the front alright that is all that is all cookbooks although I think this stack over here might be about astrology signs to be frank people just usually take those and use them to hold up the the short table legs that they have at home Uh, anyway, as back a to the last clearing. Like, yeah, go, go, go back to the <laughs> back to the weird clearing. So you guys are gonna load all this shit up and take it with you. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, Benji um, will throw on the cloak and conceal his shotgun underneath. All right. Fair enough. Um, roll me. Both of you, roll me an alertness. I will not be cloaked. Just <laughs> for the record. <laughs> Alertness failed from Benedict. Uh, also a failure from Benji. 34 over 24. You guys think you hear something moving just beyond, like, and that maybe you kind of see something move just really quick, like someone walking by the clearing, but that's all you see. And to be frank, this place is starting to really give you the heebie-jeebies. We do. I... Benedict wants to leave very quickly. Then she'd be like, lock and load, brother. And then chamber of shill. <laughs> you guys make it out. And uh, when you do, like, I'll say that you take this crate with you and Robert is like, oh, what do you have there? There we found some goodies. Well, well, they do not look like books, so I suppose you can take them with you. You know, gonna be exact. I'm glad we see you, a partner. <laughs> he gives you a wink. Let's <laughs> get. <laughs> be careful. But why? Why do you have for a book salesman? Why do you have? this kind of weaponry in your shop. That is not mine. I've never seen that before. I, I, but we got it from within your shop. Surely not. Are you holding it for a friend? No, of course not. Who is this friend? <laughs> I'm afraid I know about the books. Did we give him Fair the enough. King in Yellow book? Or did we just show Yeah, he gave him? it back. Yeah. He told you he could, pay, oh. he could pay you 15 bucks for it. 
Um, before we leave, I want to scratch out the or just the phone number for our safe house and like leave our number behind and be like, uh, if your friend Derry Bonnie wants to wander, we're looking for him. Of course. And give us a call. Not a problem. I love you. <laughs> and, and I love you. Be careful. <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs> Another wink. <laughs> be careful. Uh, Sandy roll after the wink. <laughs> before we go, do you does this do you have any other does this place go anywhere else, Robert? Is there any other way out, so to speak? Well, there are many doors. Do you know... Do you have a map? God, man. Why would I need a map of my bookshop? For your well, patrons. <laughs> clearly, someone's leaving coffins of gas, masks, and shotguns. You need to... <laughs> it seems like this... you need a map. <laughs> <laughs> Who can see it? Group huddle. Uh, <laughs> all right, Phyllis. <laughs> I very well, uh, it's frankly annoying. After, we're not getting any information out of him. We go back out there. I don't know what we're going to get. Uh, this, uh, Michelangelo Darabaldi, whatever his name is, is coming in and out of here all the time. Uh, <laughs> This is a little uncharacteristic of Hank, but I think we should just... Let's try one of these other doors. Maybe it leads... This is obviously somehow linked to the night floors. Maybe it'll lead, lead to a higher floor of the uh, night floors at the apartments. Yeah. The shot... By the way, I got you a shotgun, a cloak, and a gas mask, Hank. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Hank, give me Let's an alert this roll. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Success twelve hundred fifty-two. Oh Lord! You know, Benji hands you this. You open the crate. You look in there, and there are two things you notice. First of all, the shotguns are stamped. I mean, these things look brand new. Maybe like they've never even been shot, and their year of production is stamped nineteen fifty-four. That's the first thing you notice. Second thing you notice is as you as Benji goes to hand you the gas mask, you look at it, and as the light shines off it, you see something odd, and you hold it up in front of you and up towards the light bulb, and you see that on each lens is etched the yellow sign. And you shudder to Almighty. think what had fucking happened to you if you would dare to put this on your face. Oh my god. And that is a really good place for us to go ahead and call it for this um, episode as you guys are coming out of this weird bookshop. What the hell? Uh, I want I love to make. What do we do this? You <laughs> went You went to a what? bookshop. I uh I'm going to say I'm a little disappointed <laughs> that no one just put the mask on their face. Uh but you know. <laughs> You win some, you lose some. No mask, no trench coat. Thank you very much. <laughs> I feel like out of everyone, Benedict's probably the one who's gonna live. Like uh. if, if if you all don't get, you know, not that not that anything would happen to you, but 
if something were to happen. You know, Benedict would definitely be one small one. decision away from a gruesome death. That's what I feel. Right. But listen. Yeah. I, I, I guess I'm kind of play. Like, do you guys not feel like you got anything hot? No, I find I I I thought this was I like this little book area. I mean, it was interesting. I mean, uh, right. I mean, solving the mystery was we might we didn't figure out anything this session, but this is a cool little uh, find. I mean, it kind of alludes that there's like a whole you know alternate dimension. Outside of the night floors, there possibly could. I'm not. I'm. I'm serious. I kind of want to just go through another door in here. Just start opening doors. I'm not. I'm not joking with that. Like, I mean. Yeah, I'm, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Yeah. But yeah, but, I mean, you guys found out some interesting stuff, and if nothing else, you got to meet Robert. Robert, you know, which is always Robert. Robert. Always a, a great, a great bonus. But what a guy. But anyway, just like a, oh, I would like to think it's just like a reflection of himself reaching out, handing him himself a book. Handing himself. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you for joining us on the stream. If you did so. Uh, thank you if you're listening or if you're watching the VOD. Uh, come take a look at our, um, at our, at our Reddit. That's kind of our HQ at r slash greenboxgaming. Um, if you like what you hear, I mean, please consider uh, hitting our uh, uh, there on the Reddit is a support us tab. Um, consider hitting that. Consider uh, becoming a patron on Patreon. You know, just so just to support us and get some new, better assets, get some new mics, so that we can continue to do this and make it a little, little better, a little more professional for you guys. Or there's another option, which is actually to subscribe over at Twitch. Uh, but Thank you guys for joining us, and thank you guys for playing today. Uh, I know this one might have been a little more frustrating, uh, but nonetheless, the mystery goes on and gets deeper and deeper. But thank you for I'm listening. I'm sure Steve will have lots of notes. Yeah, I'm sure Steve is going to get lots of notes. Uh, thank you for listening, <laughs> and uh, join us next week. Uh, if And uh, by the way, and keep in mind, if you want to hear a week early, then that's a good reason to join our patro- uh, become a patron over at Patreon. But uh, thank you guys, and we will look forward to seeing you guys next time. And stay safe, and bye. See you. Peace.